They say in life there are two sides to every story. But on the Upper East Side, we always have three. There's his, hers, but most important is always mine. Well, hey, welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Tonight we are discussing Season 5, Episode 22, Raiders of the Lost Art. Original air date, April 30th, 2012, written by Jake Coburn, directed by Bark, Bark, Bart, Wenrick. Well, hey, Bart. Um, So summary, we have Chuck, Nate, Blair, Serena, and Lola team up to uncover what they think is an explosive secret between Diana and Jack. Meanwhile, Dan is offered a prestigious fellowship in Rome for the summer, but is worried about it when what it means for his relationship with Blair. Also, a shocking reveal will change Chuck's life forever. Oh my god, we've made it. I've been teasing this episode uh, for a few days because as we're recording this, it's only been a few days since we've watched episode 21. So um, how you feeling? Yeah, I like I teased when we got off last week. I said, I'm going to watch this episode before bed and then I'll watch it again to take my notes. And wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Wow is right. Now, mm-hmm. I've never seen Indiana Jones. I have to be honest. Okay. I've only ever, when we went to Disney, they do that. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, the they show. Still do, it? do they still do the I show? I don't know. I loved mm-hmm. that. I loved that good. show. We always went um, every time we were in Disney. So that's like the extent of my Indiana Jones knowledge. So when they titled this Raiders of the Lost Art, I'm like, Okay, I know it's Indiana Jones, but I don't really see, besides the India, what this has to do with that title. Oh, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that, too. And I was like, is it the art part because Blair wants to go look at art? And then the whole situation with the what's behind the door? And are we going to let it out? Oh, oh, oh. okay. That makes sense. Okay, so I guess because I haven't seen it, it wasn't connecting for me. That's how I took it as, but you know, I you know me in movies, we don't really connect, connect. often. So who, who is she? Yeah, <laughs> who is she? Yeah. So I titled my glassful of gossip tonight "The Decoded," um, and as I said, I I never saw Indiana Jones, but when it looking up drinks inspired by Indiana Jones. I found I stumbled upon a YouTube video. It was so sweet. A guy, cool ass setup. I'm gonna post it on Patreon. But he actually had found apparently in the movie Balak, whoever that is, I guess an evil man, um, has a family drink. And in the fandom, people have tried to figure out what this mystery drink is that he gives to him and a, and a woman, and they get really drunk. Um, and so he actually found what it said on the bottle, and it's called. Buka babosa. Sorry if I mispronounced that. But it has nodes of fig and anise and orange. And the gentleman in the video made his own version of it. And so that's what inspired me for tonight. So check it out if you're an Indiana Jones fan. Because I thought this was really cool. That actually sounds really delicious. Delicious. All those flavors. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of the things in it 
um, I've never had before. So I was like, wow, this is actually really cool and a, a fun way to like use alcohol that you've never tried. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, okay. So my three gossip words, we had blocked for the writer's block on Dan's part. We had code for Diana's planner, all being in some sort of weird code. And then opportunity we had for Dan going to Italy. I also actually had the opportunity, basically anyone had an opportunity in this episode to take people down. Lots of Diana trying to be taken down. So the opportunity was there. We have the beginning of the episode, Dorota, who is such an angel. She's trying to be so sweet and attentive to Serena, telling her that she just needs nourishment and all she does is type away in that little computer of hers. And so Serena says, Dorota, the only thing that is keeping me sane is this computer. So anything, you know, everything that's been going on in her personal life, as we know last week with the whole Lola's my sister and my dad wants to get to know her and not me, this computer is really all she has. And it's Gossip Girl's computer. It's not even her own computer. So Right, right. Poor thing. Even though I understand Serena, I felt she was a little cold towards Dorota. Mm. She's a little nasty to her. Yeah. She can be a little like snippy. she's like I yeah I appreciate you bringing me back breakfast but kind of bug out yeah like mind your own business yeah I didn't like it Insane. but I get it and also you said I think it was last week that in this week's episode it sounded like Serena has a cold yes I felt like everyone sounded like they had colds yeah <laughs> and even in next week's episode Blake still sounds like she has a residual cold so they must have filmed it pretty close together. Yeah. Yeah. So hope everyone's feeling <laughs> better. <laughs> All these years later, we All wish you well. All these years later, we wish you well from your colds. So while she's being Gossip Girl, the rest of her friends are trying to figure out this situation of Diana Payne. So we have a quick scene of Diana on the phone with Jack admitting to the world, I am not Chuck's mother. So we get confirmation yeah. right there. They have, you know, they believe that I'm Chuck's mother, but I'm not. They discuss their plans for later and if everything is in order, which it's not, being that Nate has stolen Diana's planner and now she realizes it's gone. She calls him. He denies having it, of course, and now she has to search for it. What did you think of the scene when she called him? He was like so dead serious, like, no, I don't have it. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, wow. Even pretending to be acting, he's good at it. You know, (laughs) it's funny. Yeah, but it also was like, you're full of shit. I mean, obviously, who else would have the planner? She knew. She absolutely knew. Yeah. Right, right. So Chuck is actually looking at the planner, and he can't understand any of it. He can't make heads or tails to what means what, because as I said, it's all coded. And he just needs an expert. I mean, who better than Blair Cordelia Waldorf to be the expert (laughs) at cracking this code? Right, not one, not any of the others. None of them could figure nope. it out, but they needed well, a player. Tr- honestly, she would be the one I would go to. Yeah. I don't think anyone else in that friend group could crack a code. Definitely Blair would be not. the one. She definitely would be. And even Chuck, I feel like he's not that like savvy. Even though he's good at scheming, no. he's not savvy in things like that. I don't know. No, 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 no. You need Blair. That's a Blair job. Yes, definitely. Nate is also on a a sort of side mission with Lola to take Gossip Girl away from Serena so that she can't do any more damage with it. And I'm like, 
okay, so I guess he believes Lola after all with the whole Serena thing because last episode yeah. he was, they were broken up, but the two have teamed up to take Serena down. So Lola suggests that the real gossip girl help them with getting Serena off the site for good. And Nate has Gossip Girl's phone number from previous episodes. So he texts Gossip Girl to see if they'll help. And they also spin it where they're going to try and convince Serena to help them take down Diana in the process. It's all every time Lola and Nate make a stupid fucking plan. There's so many pieces that didn't need to be pieces to the puzzle. It's like, we could just take down Diana. Or we could just take down Serena. Like, what... It's so yeah. messed up. They're not it's good at so, it. They're not good at scheming. Not, that's the thing. They are not good at it. And it's so convoluted that you lose the point as it goes on. And honestly, when they got to the whole Serena, we were faking you out. I was, it, it, it didn't even occur to me. I was like, what? You guys suck. When suck. we come down to it, you suck at you it. You suck at this. And even when... They finally get to Diana slash India. She's like, haha, I got you. And they're the faces on them. They're like, oh man. Yeah. It's like you don't yeah. you don't even try to hide that you're like just bad at scheming. They're bad at it. Which is like okay. it you're, be a compliment, right? Like you're not good right. at fooling people. Yeah, you guys are better at other things. Right. Just not just this. not this. They're not Chuck and no. Blair. No. So Lola goes to see Serena, who isn't too fond of her at the moment. But Lola's like, I don't really understand why I'm getting so much hate. I'm the one who's keeping your secret about being Gossip Girl. So, like, shut up. (laughs) Come on, sis. Yeah, and Serena's like, just leave. And as Lola is trying to explain to her, we have Diana's planner. Can you help us figure out she's got a big secret? And Serena says, okay, I'll help you. I've seen that planner before, and I've even seen a special little book that goes along with it that has all the codes to figure it out, which is all bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Way to go, Serena. Here's your Academy Award. Yeah. So did you believe her before we get the reveal terms- that her and Diana are actually working together, her and Serena? No. No. <laughs> no. She's just not- We always know she's got a-, a trick up her sleeve at this moment with Serena. Right. She's always trying to be one. I mean, Diana's always one step ahead every she's time. She's very smart. Yeah, she's Serena's good at what she trying does. to like learn the lesson from Diana, but ultimately, she needs Diana to kind of like win in these circumstances, right? As I said, it's revealed Diana and Serena are working together to basically prevent the rest of them from decoding the planner, like they would ever this, figure it out without Blair. this episode on multiple levels and reasons, was a straight-up soap opera. Oh, absolutely. Besides the big reveal, the... just the, Which is very soap opera. Oh, totally. <laughs> so, right. But before we even get there, just this whole scheming and multiple schemings happening, like multiple schemes happening simultaneously and everybody's involvement... It's this is to me is the most soap opera episode thus far. And I'm probably forgetting one that probably should be. I'm yeah. sure you could think of one. Oh, yeah. But this one. It's been a minute since we've had super soap opera. Right. Yeah. And it they keep right tiptoeing the line between. I mean, the, this the whole I shouldn't even say it, the whole season 
has been like a one giant soap opera and it just but towards the finale is getting worse and worse with it yeah 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 so serena tells nate and lola that she's in diana's office she can't find anything she's playing them of course and diana is there Diana tells her she'll trade the real Gossip Girl's phone number for her planner. So Serena heads to the Empire to see if she can get it back from her friends. My notes are a hot mess, so just bear with me. We have to talk about Pear for a moment. And then once we do, everything kind of comes together. So Dan and Blair are in a a, a sweet groove this morning. They discuss Dan's new book. Yeah, they're like... They, and they both kind of recognize it and they say it out loud. Like, we're in such a good place right now. Like, nothing yeah. can take us yeah. down. What's going to happen? And so he admits he has writer's block, but he's going to try and work on writing a little later. And then Blair also heads off to enjoy her day alone doing her Blair things. And I, like, totally resonated with this. I was like, you really need your time alone in a relationship. She just looks so like refreshed and calm like I am comfortable in my, in my relationship but like I also love walking around Manhattan I love scheming like let me just do what I love to do and I feel like this she was has so to get good back her. to her roots she has to get back to her roots yeah and, and she did look happy she was happy to do yes it. and yeah. it was a genuine thought and it started out on her part actually it stayed consistent where it wasn't she was just doing this for herself and she didn't get mad at anyone along the way to get there. Right. So the two of them agreed to meet up for lunch after their activities. Dan meets with Alessandra. She tells him that she has a surprise for his writer's block and she schedules him a meeting with her friend Lucia for lunch. And so when he meets with Lucia, she tells him, I have you all set up. You're going to be a part of the Italian Arts and Letters Institute in Rome, which is a huge opportunity for a writer. And he says, I need to just mull it over first, being that me and my girlfriend haven't really discussed our summer plans as of yet. And she's like, what did you think of this? She's like, let me know by tomorrow. And I'm like, right. Wow. He's sabotaging his his career. I'm glad you felt that way because... I'm like, am I looking at this as a very selfish way of like, no, your answer should 100% be, yes. I am in this and I am going. It is sweet, though, to consider his relationship and Blair's feelings. However, this is a very big opportunity, probably career changing, to help you with your next book. Right. And if that should person have been a is your person and understands you and wants the best for you... They would be like, wow, oh, my God, that's a great opportunity. Again, like, they're not married. You know, they don't have to consult. Let me consult my husband or wife on that. Let's see if I have anything, if we have any vacations scheduled. Like, you you don't have that as of yet. So I think it was just a cop-out. I think he was afraid. And while he wanted the opportunity, he was actually more afraid of losing this relationship than he was like losing his career which i think is very telling that's how i viewed it too i viewed it as a an insecurity Mm -hmm. versus caring about her feelings right okay so he was more insecure in in feeling like he's not worthy of going or going because of blair and chuck maybe 
Yeah, like more insecure about their relationship to last mm. of not seeing each other versus caring about, I care about you and you spending the summer alone. Like, I don't want to do that to you. I viewed it as him being insecure in their relationship. Yes. And I actually agree. I think that that's probably the case that he was just afraid and he didn't yeah. say yes because he doesn't know what what the future holds for his relationship with Blair. Right. And, you know, not to make it to make matters worse for him while he's off doing that. Blair is happily walking on the street and immediately she bumps into Chuck, who is, as we know, her kryptonite. And he asks her for help decoding Diana's book. Dan then cancels lunch on her, which she tells Chuck, like, it must be your lucky day because I actually am free to help you. And I didn't honestly feel like it was going to be inappropriate or... No. I just knew that, you know, she was not going to ruin anything in her relationship that she has. And I think Chuck was, he was respectful of that. He's like, Absolutely. I just actually just need your help. It's it's because of my parents. Like, I need to know what who my parents are. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think that was on his mind. I mean, he made one comment of her dressed as Diana, which her as Diana is amazing. Amazing. They absolutely loved her doing yeah. that. But I didn't think he was inappropriate at all. I think they, they both had, she was like, I need to get back to my roots and scheme. And Chuck was like, I need your help. And there was no other thought. Right. It was very clear. Yes. Yeah, so she has all these like decoding supplies, like a cipher slide, and she tells him, I think I figured something out. The first Saturday of every month, Diana has a standing appointment. And so she can't figure out what it is yet, but she says we should go see Nate to see if he remembers anything about those Saturdays. So now everyone is together at the Empire. We have Serena, Nate, Chuck, Lola Blair, all trying to figure out what's in Diana's planner. So Nate, of course, can't remember anything since I guess Diana just like fucked the knowledge right out of his head. Like he's got <laughs> no idea what's going on. <laughs> so he's like, true. that's a, it's a little hard, you know, because we weren't really like, uh, we, we, didn't do, we didn't go anywhere besides the office. It's like just yeah, so gross. gross. So gross. And then all while that's happening, Serena is actually working against them, trying to steal back Diana's planner. And when she tries to, they catch her. Like, so yeah. poor. The elevator is closing so slowly on her. And she's like, ah, shit. <laughs> and what did she think? Did she really think this was going to go over well? No, and they I all mean, knew. They're like, Serena. Because. Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious. The book was here. You got up and walked away. The book was gone. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yep. She's. I feel bad. like it was Lola that clocked her first. She's like, Serena, where are you? Like, they just knew Serena took it. And Blair's like, I don't understand what's wrong yeah. with you. She's so far removed from this. Yeah, she really is. And so Serena tells them that getting the real Gossip Girl's phone number is actually more important to her than, like, Nate's plan of getting Diana out of the spectator. And Chuck's like, well, that's not actually, like, what the main focus of this is. It's actually to figure out who my parents are. I think Jack is my dad. <laughs> Again, still cracks me up. And so Serena hearing it, she's like, oh, okay, absolutely. Like, I'm back. I'm on your side. Like, what can I do? I can't say anything else. Blair then sends Dorota, which is so funny, to help them out. She pretends to be Diana's masseuse to get some more info. And she has an earpiece in as she's massaging her. 
She gets it out of her that that first Saturday of whatever last month she was in Portugal. And so Blair figures out that those codes in Diana's book are actually international phone numbers. How? No clue. But it's something with a numerical code. (laughs) It's just, you know what? But this just was so good for Blair, not only to help her friends, but to be good at something, you know, to gain that confidence back compared to last week's episode. I loved it. Yeah. And like to be able to decode something, like how cool are you? That's like, it's like a, it's a puzzle. This is awesome. So cool. Yeah. And then Chuck calls the number and I'm like, oh, 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 what's happening? And a woman picks up and she's just like, how many? How many will be attending? And Mm -hmm. so he says three, one for him, one for him, one for Nate and one for Blair. So on the side, Nate is still trying to work with Gossip Girl now to take down Serena. And so he texts Gossip Girl to meet them at this Briarcliff Manor. This is where the secret event is being held. Chuck hopes that Jack will be there and that also they can get more more information on Diana. And that's basically what Nate's really hoping for. So Serena meets up with Diana to give her back the planner because Chuck has already made copies, so they can just give it right back to her. In exchange for that, she gets Gossip Girl's real phone number. But then Lola jumps in and she's like, I want to help. She's so annoying. Lola was out of nowhere, just appears, like (laughs) on the street, like, I'm here. Let me help you. Serena's like, um, excuse me. And she's desperate. We, I need, I, I just want to help you. Look, I found out where the real gossip girl is heading. We can follow her. So that way, Lola gets her to get to this Briarcliff Manor, and they get into Lola's van and they start tracking gossip girl. We arrive at the manor, which is a brothel. (laughs) Yeah, Chuck remembers that this symbol on one of the gentleman's arms is one that he recognized where his dad and possibly Jack have been involved in. And he's like, I'm positive Jack is here. I'm positive. So Nate sets off to find Diana, and then Chuck and Blair pretend to be interested in some services, so they get to search the place. Lola and Serena then are approached, and they were asked if they were India's girls, and they agree because they feel like this has something to do with Diana, and which, of course, it does. So Nate demands to talk to India, And the guard says, oh, she's upstairs. She can't be disturbed. And then we pan to Diana, who is indeed India, watching the entire party over surveillance. Yeah. When they walked in and they were like, oh, we're India's girls. Did you think, okay, Diana's India? No. Well, yeah. In a way. Yeah. You know, it's either like it's very predictable or it wasn't very clever. I don't know. Either way, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, who, because who else would be India, I guess, you know? <laughs> True. Like, we're not going to add in another We're not going to add in another character, right? Unless we, we are, yeah. I, you know. So she's upstairs. She's watching the whole party. She sees all the gang there, Chuck Blair, Nate, Lola. She decides that she's going to call the cops to break up the party and so that everyone's forced to leave. So the party gets broken up, and Serena is basically... So close. She's inches away from finding the real gossip girl because we get closer and closer to hearing a cell phone ring. But then the security disrupts it. Lola and Nate, while the commotion is happening, they go upstairs, they trap Diana, and they're like, we got you. And she's like, bitch, please. Bitch, please. Exactly. Exactly. You guys are pitiful. pitiful. You guys are pathetic. 
And if you out oh me, I'll just out you. It's like the same thing right. she did a couple episodes ago. Oh, child pornography? I'll just out you for distributing it. It's like it's the same stupid point. Serena comes yeah. in there. She's like, what's going on? And they're like, Serena, you got to post that Diana has the brothel on Gossip Girl. She's like, yeah, no problem. Let me go downstairs and get my laptop, you know, because I forgot it down there. What a fucking moron. Why <laughs> would you bring your... First off, why, why are you bringing you bring your laptop? It? And then to leave it out of your possession, knowing where you're going. <laughs> like, you're... Oh, my... I mean, mm, this frustrated me. Yes, it's so frustrating because we know the writers did that on purpose. Therefore, that yeah, the course. real Gossip Girl can get their laptop back. But it's like you made Serena look really fucking dumb, really, really stupid, Real dumb. And I don't think she's that dumb. She's not. She's. I not. really don't believe it. I don't mm. believe it either. They just did it just to get story, which is so lame. But yeah, you know, the real Gossip Girl does take back their laptop. Lola tells Serena flat out, I was actually using you again to get this the laptop away from you because you're just out of control. And Serena's like, what? I'm better than the original. And Lola's like, no, honey, you're worse. You're way worse. It doesn't even matter anyway because now it's back in their possession. You don't have it anymore. So Serena calls the number that she has for Gossip Girl and it's immediately disconnected. Yeah, this is <laughs> Poor so girl. bad. She can't get she can't get to break. No. Then we have Chuck. He finds Jack because he knew he would be there. He says, Jack, tell me the truth. And Jack says, do you really want to know? And we're like, yes. Oh, Everyone's like, yes, we want to know. But of course, security comes and escorts him out. Then we get this bizarro scene of Blair opening a door. And she's like shocked, but also disgusted a little bit. Like, no, no, it can't possibly be. Right. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Like she saw a ghost. Like she's. It's exactly like she saw a ghost. So did I know we were texting a little bit as you were watching the episode, but what were you thinking in this moment? Well, I already, I told you, I showed you, I wrote notes in my phone as I watched because I wanted to make predictions for myself. Right. So halfway through, I wrote, is Bart not actually dead? (laughs) And I circled that. And then I, I figured it out. Once we got to the manor. Wow. Good for you. Because, because, and not, not because like, how'd you come up? It's because we've talked about this for so long that I've made so many guesses. I was like, at this point, if we go the soap opera out, soap opera route, Bart's not dead. Right. Like this, (laughs) that has to be it because this show is so ridiculous. And if we're going that route. And then when we saw that the mark, when they said the mark, I was like, okay, how are we going to spin this? But that's when I, yeah. Well, I'm so proud because I can't imagine if this was my first time and I didn't know if I would have seen that coming. Well, I think if it's your first time watching and you're not talking about it each week and trying to figure out, I don't think I'd see this coming because this is insane. And I have to tell you, so I watched this at like 11 o'clock at night when we were done Aunt comes in the bedroom and he's like, why are you watching Gossip Girl? And I was like, oh, I just need to find wait. out what I happens. Wait. I can't wait. <laughs> and then I go, oh, he was in the closet. And Aunt was like, that's the big reveal. <laughs> and Aunt's like, this whole time, that was the big issue. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. no. 
Not even and close. Then I, Not even and close. then I explained it. But it, we laughed a good while about That's that. That's funny. Because, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So Blair, she just, she looks like utter disgust is just like, just come across her face. She sees Jack. She's like, you have to tell Chuck what you have here. And he says the secret cannot get out. If it gets out, this will hurt a lot of people. And my my plan needs to go accordingly whatever that means. And if it doesn't, we're going to be in trouble. So Chuck and Blair are getting ready to leave. And Chuck can see noticeably that, like I said, she's seen a ghost. It looks like she's she's white as snow. She's seen a ghost. And, and she's he, so upset. She's, so she's upset. like has tears she's, in her eyes. She doesn't know what to do with the secret. She's like, I have to just tell him. But so without telling yeah. him, she just tells him, I'm going to go home. You should stay. When it gets quiet, you need to go inside. And... We have the scene where Diana's telling Jack that her silence needs to be compensated more so. It's very expensive. And the longer she holds the secret, the more expensive it's getting. And so Chuck heads back into the manor. He opens up the door, sees Diana and Bart Bass, a.k.a. his dead father, speaking to each other. And Chuck is like, what? oh, my God. And Bart's like, oh, my God. Damn. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. I also don't understand. I guess maybe we'll get into it, and I don't want to jump ahead and ask you a thousand questions, because I'm sure it'll come next week, but I don't even... And maybe we're not supposed to understand, like, what the fuck is going on in this manor, and they're waiting for the boat to arrive? No, you're not supposed to get it yet. Okay. Even watching it, I still am like, get a little bit of it. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. The boat. Yeah. The boat is ready. The, the ship is docked. The boat is ready. <laughs> yeah. So was Bart going to go on the boat? Has Bart been in the manor the whole time? Right. Um, unclear, but next week we get a little bit more of a, a discussion okay. about it. Um, so to sum up, Nate and Lola, the original Gossip Girl, has yet to post anything about Diana. She's holding Diana's secret. She's not re- releasing anything. And so Nate's like, I think I have to release it on the spectator. We'll see what happens with that. Serena's eating those damn berries again. She eats that them in, is her in next week's episode too. I'm like, is this like a thing? Am I supposed to be like I think keeping that's track? Her comfort, her comfort food berries. I love like that. me it's so healthy. <laughs> sure, but like, give me the chips. Chips. Give me the popcorn. Yeah, chips. She's eating fucking berries, <laughs> Serena's. It's so like California of her <laughs> or Upper East Side. I don't know. So she's eating those damn berries. Dorota says, where's your laptop? And she says, it's gone for good. And my control has gone right along with it. Then Gossip Girl makes her very first blast back. And randomly, it's about Dan and Blair. And aren't we over this already, basically? Like, the the whole world is over Dan and Blair, which I found quite interesting. Yeah, I did, too. And I look forward to speaking with you about it in After Dark, because I find that to be quite interesting. (laughs) Yes. Huh. Yeah. Um, Right. To sum up the rest of Pair, throughout the day, Blair and Dan have little chats about his opportunity. She thinks he has to take it. You have to take this. This is amazing. You have to do it. He then hears Chuck in the background, immediately feels a bit insecure. 
He tells Rufus later on how he thinks Blair just wants him to go basically like too happy for him to have gone. Like she wants him to go the whole summer basically to like get rid of him. He's so insecure. He's spiraling. Spiral. This was the tap. And we are just here we go. Here Spiral. we go. Yeah. He's, here we he's go. his own worst enemy. He's his own yeah, worst enemy. We all are. Uh, absolutely. Are. Yeah. And Rufus is trying to like talk him off the ledge. And he's like, did you guys say I love you yet? <laughs> and he's like, well, it's like implied, but no, I've never actually said it. So maybe I'll do that. He then sees Chuck and Blair getting into a limo together. He gets in a cab. He heads to follow the, the limo. He pulls up to the brothel where everyone's where everyone is. He just waits in the car. He's letting the taxi run. And he gets a call from Rufus wondering, hey, how's it going with Blair? Did you say anything yet? And he admits, I followed her. I'm like, I'm again, I'm dad, I'm spiraling. I followed her. I don't know what to do. And Rufus, for once, gave some really good advice. He's like, let her enjoy herself. And then when yeah. she comes home, she'll just gonna, she's going to tell you all about it. You need to just right. trust her. If you want to trust her, you need to just trust her. And so Dan leaves. He gets a call later from Lucia. And tells her, I can't go. I can't go. My relationship is on its last leg. I am worried about it. And she's like, "Uh, okay, moron, but this is your last chance. Do you think because, let me rephrase that. He, I hope, first off, I know a lot of people aren't pair lovers. No. <laughs> but those who are, I hope people didn't view this as, oh. This is so cute. He's not going to go because he loves her. Like, I hope y'all didn't view it that way. Because right. I didn't. I'm like, you're a fucking moron. You're a moron. And I love Did Pear. you view it? No, I love no, Pear, I know. but I'm like, you're pathetic. You're pathetic. You you need to, you are so insecure, and I'm sorry you feel that way. That's really awful to be that, just in I a know. spiral. In your relationship. You know, to be so insecure. And- yeah. Even let's just say, you know, Chuck wasn't around. I feel like if it's any situation, he yeah. would feel insecure about it. And so knowing that right. Blair would be potentially with Chuck or whoever else during the summer was terrifying to him. I know. So he tells that her no. Bad. And then Blair comes in and she's like, let me tell you about my day. Can't wait to unwind. And he's like, I'm just upset because Lucia told me they found a spot, someone to take my spot. And Blair is like, oh, man, like that really sucks. I'm so sorry. But secretly, I'm happy that you're staying. You know, like selfishly, I'm happy you're staying. And as the audience, you're like, wow, he really had to. The fact that he had to lie about that, he couldn't just say, like, I didn't take it because I wanted to spend the summer with you, even though that's very, uh, you know, a little cuckoo. Yeah, but I I think Blair would have been like, what is wrong with well, you? She would have been like, red flag. You need red to go. flag. <laughs> exactly and the fact that he knows she would have said red flag is already a red flag so dude Ex you need to get yes! it together <laughs> yes 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 you know yes. he's as you said he because is you know, spiraling you know Blair would have flown to see him they could have made it work it, if they was just discussed in a different way but right like I can't wait insecurity. to go this is a great opportunity for me please come and visit me we're gonna talk yeah. every day this is what you do in relationships. I mean, if mm -hmm. you're someone wants to go away for three months, then you make it work or not. It's it, up to you two to make it work. 
And if you don't trust your partner, you got nothing. Well, that that's an so issue he right there. Doesn't trust her. He can't. No. He, deep down, he does not. Yeah, which is so funny because no, it's not funny. But he has been with her, like by her side, for at least a year plus at this point in the show, knowing everything about her, seeing how she went through Chuck and went, how it went through Louis, and now he's now he doesn't trust her. Like, I feel like he under he gets her fully. So the fact that he doesn't trust her is like he never was going to trust her. Like you know Blair. So you're never, you're just yeah. never, like Louis, he never could trust her. Right. So well, because we ooh. know that Chuck is kryptonite. Like, Padge right. saw her around Chuck. Yes. Heard the things she said to Chuck. Yes. Yes. So I don't I love blame you. you, I'll Padge. always love you. <laughs> you know? I, again, don't, I don't blame Dan's feelings, but yeah, I feel right. like the way, that he went about it was definitely from a very insecure place. But again, I understand why he did it. Yeah. Not yeah, that yeah, I liked yeah. it, right. but I, I understand why he did it. Right. And then to top it all off, oh my God, we have to talk about it. But they're getting ready to go to dinner. He stops her. He says, quote, I love you. You know that, right? And she says, I do now and leaves without saying it back. <laughs> Red flag number two. Well, smart for Blair. Smart. To, not smart for Blair because it came off of just, she wasn't even taken aback. No, she knew I it. She's, she's like, I like, know it. <laughs> I know it. I'm also not going to say that those words because I've said them and probably only felt it to one person, truly. Chuckaroo. Chuck. So I'm not going to just toss those words around. Right. Because of Louis. And then for Padge to say it. And, but like, Padge, huge, just answer for you that, oh, God, that's so yeah, hard. Yeah, you saw his, you saw his so face hard. at the end. He's like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had that happen to you? Where you've said, I love you, and the other person didn't say it back? I have only had that happen when in a breakup. So, you know, when you're breaking up with like my ex and we broke, we were in that breaking up stage, or like there was a fight and I said, I love you, and he didn't say it back. Like that hurt. But we have already established and said it. But the first time, no. And I've only said that to two people, Mm -hmm. relationship wise. Yeah. You know, I say it to my friends and, all oh the yeah, time, but right. yeah, of course. No, in in but, a romantic relationship, yeah, it's never only, happened to me. Twice. But I can imagine right. it's like the rug comes from under you, and you're like, oh, ow, yeah, because you yeah. feel so strongly. You think that this person is duplicating what you're feeling because how could they not if you feel this way? And And it doesn't mean they don't really like you. It just means they're not ready to say that, which I think we see a lot in real life and in TV shows. I mean, the classic, I love you, thank you. Thank you, I I love you, thank you, or I love you, I can't say that back, I have to go. (laughs) Right, or, right, exactly. Yeah. It's a tough one, but for her not to say it, I mean, that was so quintessential because... She said it to Chuck so many times and wanted Chuck to say it to her so many times. So that is kind of a red button for her. Yeah, that was their whole so was thing. Like, 
in their high whole school. thing. Their whole that thing. He couldn't say it. And she was like, blah, 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 blah. I love you. I love you. I love you. And he couldn't say it. And then finally he does. And she's like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. But. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's those eight it's, letters, three words. It's a you know? sore subject for her. Sore, sore subject. Yeah, it so it I is. get it. And I feel like if I was Dan, I would have expected her not to say it back. <laughs> Same. But I feel like Dan had, he had such a shitty night. Yeah. He needed so to he's, win. He's so insecure. <laughs> oh, Padgy, oh, Danny it's so boy. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my summary. I cannot wait to talk to Sabrina and Marv about this episode. I didn't know going in when I reached out and they're like, yeah, this is a great episode. I was like, okay, cool. And then I'm like, wow, this is a good one. <laughs> this is a really good one for them to come on or I have any guests. So um, we'll be right back. We are back from break. We are now joined by Sabrina and Marva from Sistery Untold Podcast. Welcome, ladies, to the show. We're so happy to have you. Hi. We are so excited <laughs> to be here. You guys love Gossip Girl? I was about to say Gilmore oh, Girl. Oh, no. Gossip Girl? Yeah. Yes. Huge fans. <laughs> So tell everyone about your journey, your Gossip Girl journey. I think Marva's is more exciting because it involved a lot of like secretly watching it <laughs> in high school. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, we have, so me and Sabrina are sisters and we have another older sister who, uh, she started reading the books when she was a teenager and my mom found the books and she saw them and she was like these are so inappropriate <laughs> and she got in so much trouble for reading the books and so then when they made it into a tv show i was like but this is amazing but i was like i obviously am not allowed to watch it so i would sneak downstairs and like watch it on this little like uh like what was it, it was like a disney princess like tv <laughs> that was um <laughs> sabrina's from when we were kids um and like watch it like with the volume really low um so that i could get all my gossip girl fix and i was just obsessed i've seen all of it at least three times through um and if i could be anyone in the world, it would be Blair Waldorf. <laughs> yeah. So. Why did I have a feeling you were going to say Blair? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. If Marv ever and wants what about to, you, Sabrina? Oh, sorry. Yeah. If Marv ever wants to insult me, she just calls me Serena. So that's like how much she <laughs> Blair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like a later bloomer because I was the good girl. I didn't watch what I wasn't allowed to watch. So I started watching it in college because I was like, now I'm like not under my mom's roof anymore. And um, yeah, quickly fell in love with it. I was like at first team Serena, but then I saw the light and realized that Blair is <laughs> just amazing and a girl boss, like the blueprint for a girl boss. Um, so yeah, then I got really into it and yeah, I've, I think I've watched it two times all the way through. Um, so need to catch up with Marva, but yeah, happy to be talking about it today. That's awesome. I love hearing from people who love this show. And it's not that we don't love this show. We think this show is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and like it, it is. It's it's a glorified soap opera. Yeah. And our <laughs> listeners are like, what we know, it's a glorified soap opera. Um, 
So when I get to hear from people who love this show for what it is, it makes me so excited because I know we're in good company and you guys are going like, to give me like <laughs> the full like raw, like how you really <laughs> feel. So yeah. So yes. um, did you guys end up reading the books then after? I've never read them. Yeah. No, I've read like bits and pieces of them before they were banned, <laughs> contraband in our house. Um, but how old was your sister when it. she started reading them? Um, I don't know. I think, like, to be fair, she was not that young. Our parents yeah. were just very strict. Yeah. Our ba- parents were, um, like, very strict with the kind of stuff I, they watched. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I remember very, like, vividly, I was in second grade, and my second grade teacher came over to our house, and my mom was so upset, she told my second grade teacher all about how <laughs> our older sister had been caught reading these books. Um, and so... If I was in second grade, she in must like have been like, sixth grade? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she must have been like seventh grade or something. Mm-hmm. So like middle school. So like school. 12, 13 but, years um, old. Yeah. 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 Which to be. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Definitely not appropriate. I read, I read the first two books and definitely I wouldn't <laughs> say that's appropriate for 12, 13 years old. And I read them last year. (laughs) Right. Like in your 30s, you're like, this is scandalous. What's happening? Yeah. Mm." Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that. That's so funny, though. Mm -hmm. Because and then but the books, I haven't read them. But Michelle said the uh, the books are not really the same as the show. I mean, there's there's definitely some similarities, but it's basically like character names are the same, if that. And so I guess... There are people who read the books. There are people who watch the show. Um, so do you both have, since Blair is your favorite, do you have a favorite season, if you can remember seasons, or maybe like storylines to up to this point that you've enjoyed the most? Hmm. Um, let me think. I mean, I definitely think seasons like one through four were my favorite. Season five and beyond that i was like okay like things are getting a bit odd um but it's hard to like choose like what's a favorite i mean obviously blair mary yes, Prince is always yeah. a good one um <laughs> <laughs> and that had just happened right before um, where we are right now because we're on season five episode 22 yeah and they kept mentioning yeah, so the prince and i was like okay now the I wedding yeah. the wedding was um episode 16 okay. of the season yeah. so since then she has been divorced mm-hmm. married and divorced mm-hmm. which is crazy and now she's in a relationship again mm-hmm. Ugh, it, the so worst like, that's the worst thing mm-hmm. that happened. <laughs> no i like I, blair and I, dan like, i like blair and dan together they literally yeah. make no sense they're I the they weirdest were couple <laughs> yeah, no. So, Sabrina, I have a feeling that you're a chair stand then. Yes, yeah. I love, yeah, Blair. I love Chuck and Blair. I don't love Chuck. He's like fully the most problematic character on the show. Absolutely. But them together, just all their like crazy, like, you know, adventures and like the way they like, they're like really toxic. Like, if I had a friend, if I was friends with Blair in real life, I'd be like, you need to break up with him. Like, he's really bad yeah. for you. But like, watching it, I love it. Yeah. I also yeah, like, you're not alone. I feel like the, I'm sorry. yeah, I'm not alone for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like though, like watching it back, like now as an adult, I 
just when as a teenager i just did not see anything wrong with chuck i was like oh like he's kind of a mm. bad boy and i'm like no like yeah. you're criminal <laughs> like yeah <laughs> straight up criminal yeah. yeah in the first episode alone you yeah know? yeah michelle and this is michelle's time first time watching and since since watching there is not one like season that goes by where she's like all right i've warmed up to chuck she just just still to this day it's hard i he's neutral neutral he's neutral zoned i don't know if he'll ever be in the green for me but you know it's hard to forget what he did and but he's you know i do understand where he comes from too but that's not an excuse for what he did either so um, no, I was just going to say, I feel like it is easy to look over it if you, like, fell in love with Chuck at, like, age 14, yep. because, like, even now, I'm like, this is terrible, but I'm like, but it's Chuck, <laughs> and, like, if I was any other person and he was any other person, I'm sure that I would not feel that way, but somehow, I really, I really am over it. Yeah. Um, which is not like me to overlook uh, right. these kinds of things. But yeah, and and again, like you're not alone in that. This entire fandom <laughs> since day one has been Chuck and Blair chair, 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 and only <laughs> in the more latter years that we've actually had like conversations about why this relationship is not a healthy one and so (laughs) you can't like unfeel how you did when you were 16 17 whatever watching this show Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that it took me like a little bit to kind of get over that because in the beginning of this podcast i was like can't wait for chuck and blair and then as the show progressed i'm like what the hell was i thinking (laughs) what was i thinking and now i mean are they perfect no but i i love a good Dan and Blair, I do. I feel mm. it's healthy. Mm. Yeah, it is healthy. You know? Yeah, they're honest. They communicate. Not yeah. that they're like, I, you know, not that they're an end game couple, but I feel like they're a healthy couple. And at least Blair needs something healthy for the time mm. being. She just mm-hmm. got out of a bizarre relationship mm-hmm. with Louis. I mean, <laughs> what a weird, messed up situation to be in. You're a princess, and then he's like blackmailing you and making you pay an absurd amount of money and ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and Blair, she definitely she doesn't have any healthy relationship in her life, like not with her mom, right. not with Serena, not with anyone. So, right, um, I guess. So, being that's a, a fair Serena point. is that that's a um. A diss, yes. I guess. <laughs> we're, we're not we're not huge fans of Serena either. Okay, so I'm good. interested to hear how, how you okay. both feel about her as a character because she's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think again it's like the show I blame like the show more than like her like the writing of the show. Mm-hmm. Like of trying to like right. make her seem like the hero and like the good girl and like the one you're supposed to root for when it's like really like she's like really messed up and like always like ruining things too and like kind of selfish like in this season we see her like being gossip girl as well like and yeah so I don't really buy her like I'm a I'm the nice one thing that she like that's kind of became her identity when they were in high school and at the early seasons at least yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
I feel like if she weren't so stupidly pretty, <laughs> I would like not be on board with her at all. But then I'm like, gosh, she is it. so like, perfect. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. It is a charm about her. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, mm-hmm. the only thing. Yeah. But I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say personality wise. I'm like, Serena, you're so I don't know, like meh. Mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. And as the show progresses. Said, yeah they kind of make her character get like less and less uh, exciting. And mm-hmm. the only thing I feel like yeah. she has going for her now is the fact that she's like so fiercely loyal to her family. But even like with this Lola mm-hmm. stuff, she was using Lola a few episodes ago and then she was mad at Lola mm-hmm. for using her. And I'm like, what? All the Lola and Charlie Serena. stuff, yeah. I could never wrap my mind around why that <laughs> even happened. <laughs> yeah. What a ridiculous, ridiculous plot. Like, for... Yeah, and for it to be two seasons. Right. It's still like... going. So true. <laughs> yeah. You know, we started it... Oh, my um, gosh. Season four, we ended where Chivy Ivy goes off to California. Mm-hmm. And then we start back in season five with her. And then it's only in this the season towards the end that we're finding out that she's actually not the real yeah. cousin sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because then William, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. The whole stuff with Carol. Carol is like a red button for me. Every time I see her, I get so annoyed. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, she's just... Yeah. She's terrible. She's terrible. She's terrible. Um, all right. So let's go into some questions. We have Will. He wants to know, why can't Blair speak in a British accent like Diana for the rest of the show? He would be um, interested to see the show <laughs> as Blair as Diana. I mean, Diana is also a red button for me. She's getting better, but there's something about how... She's like a, a character, a character, can't even speak, yeah. can't even say the word, yeah. of like a person. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you need to take it down a notch because everything you say sounds like a joke. Yes, that's so everything true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Well, how do you both feel about <laughs> this storyline of Diana and her being the mother, not being the mother? Yeah. I mean, this whole thing was ridiculous. My thing is like, Diana, like, you're a grown up. Like, why are you, like, obsessed with, like, ruining these lives with these, like, 20-year-olds? Like, it's really weird. So pathetic. Yeah, yeah, kind of pathetic. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Marva? Yeah, I think that I'm not sure if this is the character Diana, the actress Diana, but, like, something about her is just off for me. Like, I feel like I think... I don't know the actress, but I think that she might actually be British because I've seen her in other things. She's 100% but I'm like, British. You're... <laughs> but her accent yeah. sounds fake. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, how does that even happen? How do you have, like, <laughs> do bad at your own accent? Yeah. And um, so for people who don't know, Marva actually lives in England. So she would know <laughs> what a British accent yeah. sounds like. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, it's, is there. An ex- is it maybe like a regional part of like the UK that maybe this accent comes out? Do you get what I'm saying? I like- mean, I've never heard this region, but I mean, <laughs> I've never heard this region. There's yeah. a Diana Payne region. Yeah, there's some small town on an island <laughs> oh somewhere where all the people sound like Diana. I don't want to go to the um, island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. You know, uh, this just occurred to me. So has Jack been paying Diana this entire mm. time? How was William involved? Or was William paying Diana? I mean, I guess this is going to come out. I don't know anything that happens going forward. And like, same. I honestly don't even know what... Like, when did the... But why are we all paying her? Yeah. <laughs> just all throwing the money at yeah. her. Yeah. Because mm. William was involved mm. with her... Yes. Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Right? Grandfather? Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. wait, there's two Why Williams. they didn't change the yeah. name, I don't... I mean, I maybe because it's, like, realistic. Like, oh, there could be two Williams. That's true. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But there but could, could not, not be just, either. Let's make it you know? everyone. Yeah. Of all the things to make realistic, yeah. Yeah. that's the thing. In this show, so realistic. Two Williams, yeah. that's it. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Michelle, who knows? But who is paying? Who the hell knows? We don't know yeah. yet? Okay. It might, we might get it, right. we might not. I honestly don't know, don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll store it. I will store that. All right. The burning question. We, we, the everyone, Courtney, Kim, Jess, basically everyone wants to know, did we see Bart coming back? Did we see it coming? When? How How did we see this coming? Did we not? I don't know. Michelle says she did, mm. which I'm shocked. Well, no. I, okay. No, no, no. I saw this coming in the middle of this episode because I've been... Because I have Gossip Girl on the mind and I was making all these predictions and I was like, if we go the crazy soap opera route, I bet Bart's not dead. (laughs) That's the only reason. Would I have predicted this to be? No, but I... I'm very looking forward to how we're going to explain everything. Did you, what do you two think of this? (laughs) I think I remember, do you not remember? Is that the part you didn't remember about this episode, Marva? The reveal? I don't know. I remembered, like, as, I mean, I remembered when I saw it happen. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, when I saw Blair's, um, no, even before I saw Blair's face, I think I knew, I was like, oh, like, this is that episode. Um, because, yeah, that house, like, the pleasure house kind of thing. I was like, okay, like, here he is. I I really don't know, like, my question is always, like, why did he keep it a secret from Chuck? Like, that's your son. Like, you could trust it. Like, and you cause him, like, all this trauma. Like, for what? Um, I guess I'm, like, not super surprised that he did it because Bart is, like, not a good person, like, fundamentally. So he's not, like, going right. to be, like, cons- considering his son's feelings all the time. Well, is he even Chuck's father? <laughs> or- true, true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's so true because Jack says... Do you really want to know? Mm-hmm. And then we don't get the answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. I didn't yeah. think about um, that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no no wonder Chuck became such an awful person. Like, these are his potential father slash male role models. Like, Right. Yeah. Michelle called him a dunkle last week, which I thought. <laughs> yeah, they're dunkles. Yeah. It cracked yeah. me up. A dunkle. <laughs> but. This is a dunkle, and then Serena's dad is a dunkle. That's true. It's all too incestuous mm-hmm. sounding for me. Yikes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, so you figured out it was happening midway through the episode, Michelle. Um, I don't know. So to give you guys some context, and our listeners are probably like, oh, my God, we know. I have never finished the series. <laughs> So I watched uh, one through oh, three wow, okay. when it was live on TV, you know, mm-hmm. back in 2007, 2008, and then stopped. And then my sister finished and 
basically summed up like literally any questions I Mm. had. So this is my first time watching it, even though I know so many things Mm, that are mm -hmm. to come and that have happened. So I was waiting for him to come back. And I was Mm. like, is it this season? Is Mm -hmm. it season six? I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when Blair was like, oh, my God, no, it can't be. And I'm like, oh, this is is the episode. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of an even more exciting way to experience it because like, you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think it was. I was actually, I was so happy. I was so excited that I was like, Michelle, you need to watch this episode like ASAP. Like I can't keep it in Mm -hmm. any longer. I need you to watch it. (laughs) So that night she watched it and she's like, I'm going to watch it twice so I could really Mm -hmm. watch it and then I could watch it from my notes. Did you end up doing that, Michelle? You did? Do you feel like you got more out of it the second time, like picked up on clues or anything? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I have to say, usually when I watch the episode, Liz and I, we either watch together Mm -hmm. or we watch separate. We alternate on weeks. This episode, we were separate. And so usually I'm like taking notes and I'm with my notepad. But to watch it as a normal human and not a podcaster, just to be in bed Mm -hmm. and watch it 11 o'clock at night and not have to take notes. I mean, I wrote some stuff down on my phone. I was like, this is so Mm -hmm. nice. And I absorbed Mm -hmm. more that way. And then the second time taking notes. It was really, it was like mm-hmm. a nice treat, I have to say. I so, and I just couldn't wait the whole episode. I'm like, okay, I need to know what you, happens. Do we all <laughs> like that we brought Bart back? I mean, obviously, Michelle doesn't really know for what circumstance just yet, but do we like this plot twist? How do you think this is going to play out? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it definitely brings up the, the Lily question. Mm-hmm. Um, and right so i mean more drama you know because right now like sorry just just to clarify oh sorry (laughs) yeah yeah no no i was just to go off what marva said that was the first thing i texted to Liz was Mm, oh my god lily Mm -hmm. i was just gonna make sure (laughs) lily and Dan's dad are Rufus. married. Yeah, Rufus. They're married right now. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah. Because uh-huh. yeah. that that complicates things. She's now like it absolutely does. Of me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That yeah. makes it really messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, everyone basically wants to know, Michelle. Do you think that Lily knows that Bart's alive? What will this mean? Right. That was the second thing I texted to you. Like. I was like, oh, my God, Lily. And then I put, like, a bunch of emojis. I think I put, like, the poop emoji. And I was like, what if Lily's in on it? What if Lily knows? And this is some kind of, like, a business transaction because mm. Lily would 100%, she would 100% do that. Do that. But, yeah. But maybe. Yeah, a career wife. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it wouldn't shock me if. She wish if she was on it, but how hurtful to do that to Chuck yeah. because Lily and Chuck are so close. Mm-hmm. But also, it wouldn't surprise me either if she didn't know. And then we humanize her again because right mm-hmm. now Lily's becoming yeah. a villain. So maybe mm-hmm. this will bring her back to, oh, this is really hurtful for right. her. Mm-hmm. How do you both feel about Lily? I, I can't wait. I kind of admire Lily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I think, I also, like, have we had, like, her backstory yet? Like, her teenage years and stuff? Um, We had the the one episode of the flashback. Yeah. But we haven't, I know there is a little bit more to come 
in I don't know if it's in obviously in like next season because we only have one episode really like left. Um, but I know there's a little bit more that we discover. So no, we haven't, okay. but we do have the tiny bit yeah. of the background. I think yeah, I think those are just like helpful moments to like shape her and make her like humanize her, and like I think those helped me like her more too. Um, and yeah, I just like. I like that she's, like, really, like, her own woman, um, even though, like, because, like, Blair's mom is super independent, but she's, like, single for most of the show, whereas Lily is always in relationships, but she's still, like, her own person, um, and I, like, admire that she's able to do both. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Marva? I think Lily's, like, mm-hmm. vicious, and I love it. Like, I feel like Lily, she would just, like... I don't know, like, go to war yeah. for something. And I'm just like, get it, Lily. Like, take <laughs> him down. Um, I feel like Lily's, like, uh, it's weird because I feel like Lily is, like, a more grown-up version of Blair than she is of Serena. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I, like, see their little, like, trajectory. I think that's, and so like, uh, that's yes. a great comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Michelle and I truly love Lily. I know we should we every season she has her ups and downs and when she has her ups we're like here for it and when she has her downs we're like oh come on Lily be better than that but ultimately at the end of the day there was a time when on this podcast that I was like Lily is my favorite character I think she yeah it's just she doesn't give a shit she's like I am who I am you either take it or leave it and right now with Rufus, she's like, take it or leave it. You're not going to find another woman better than me on the Upper East Side. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. the balls on that Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. Um, what else do people want to know? But now with the Lily stuff, uh, Sean adds, let's say that Lily does know. Did she uh, didn't she didn't actually divorce Bart before marrying Rufus because he died. So there was no point in divorcing a dead man. I mean, she was going to divorce him anyway the night of the crash. Yeah, so, like, the things might happen in the future. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I hope it's really yeah, good. Right? I'm, exci- I'm excited. I'm Like, this is interesting to me where this other stuff yes, at yes. this point I, is not very interesting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Are you guys There's wanting some... Rufus and Lily to stay together? Or if Bart comes back into the picture, who are you rooting for? Oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I there was a point there. There's a part of me that feels like Rufus and Lily truly deep down absolutely adore each other. And they have been in love with each other for so long that now they're they were able to finally make their relationship work and it didn't really work for that long they only lasted maybe what like two and a half years at this point like of them being married on the show and they're already just going through the same problems that they've always had and so like i said last week there was a there's a part of me that feels like maybe they should end it because they're not they're from two different worlds, even though Rufus has been like pretending to be a part of her world for this long. Um, where I feel like with Bart, he understands the hell out of Lily's yeah. world, and I like maybe, <laughs> he runs the world. Not that I would want, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he runs their world, and not that like, I would like that pairing, but I would understand it more. So, mm-hmm. yep. 
I feel like Lily and Rufus are like the the same as the Blair and Dan, where like Rufus probably is like good for her, like morally, but like do they actually vibe together that well? Yeah, great point. I don't really great feel point. it. Yeah, it's kind of like that comparison is kind of sad, like these like Humphrey boys, like just like they can't as much as they want to be like, it's like the whole idea of like inside, like they want to be inside, but they just like can't like hang in the long run. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I obviously like I think Bart is like not a good person, but I came to like understand his and Lily's relationship um, in a way where like the opposite kind of happened with like Lily and Rufus where like they like made sense and then they like kind of fell apart. So yeah, like the trajectory for the relationship isn't as good as like the one with like Lily and Bart. Right. Agreed. I mean, if Lily was in on this and Rufus finds <laughs> out, I want to see that. Cause like what an, what an upsetting shit show, but I, I want to view this. I'm here for this ridiculousness of this TV show. Yeah. So give me that. Yeah. Even if it hurts Rufus a little. <laughs> Sorry, Rufus. Yeah. If he finds out his wife is actually married to somebody else, uh, it might hurt him a little bit. Yeah. But. <laughs> right. Right. I just want to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And maybe that will make yeah, Rufus Max. get a personality all of a sudden. Yes. He's been he's so boring. Oh my gosh. Everything about his story and his per- and his character is so it's just so incredibly boring. Mm. I feel bad for the actor, you know, showing <laughs> up and getting those lines and being like, I'm giving yeah. you shitty advice. Yeah, that's true. That's all he's there for. Yeah, I know. It's usually take the high road, but then sometimes he's like, I don't know. Sometimes he could be a little petty <laughs> <laughs> with his yeah. advice, like with with the whole trajectory of the Blair and Dan relationship. I feel like he was giving Dan like so many mixed signals with Blair. He's like, what does this mean? She's a married woman go after her what does this mean and i'm like what like you're confusing this your son you're confusing him but yeah that's rufus he needs to stir up some stuff i guess he's just bored he's just bored so in this episode we had the nate and lola trying to take down serena as gossip girl just asks are we team nate or are we team serena I feel like it's, like, the three most incompetent people yeah. on that TV show trying That's to, true. like, form a plan, and it's just, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this was never yeah. going It, like, falls out. apart at, like, every corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, Michelle like... and I were saying... Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Just, I kind of... I do understand... I guess I understand why both Nate... Like, why Nate wants more control over Gossip Girl, even though he's not actually getting control over it. Um, and, like, I understand why Serena wants it, but, like, neither of them, like, really need it. And so it's just kind of weird, like, why they're, like, fighting over this so much. It's, like, I don't really get the motivations. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle and I were talking about how Lola and Nate are just absolutely terrible at, like, doing any type of scheming. Like, they have not <laughs> successfully schemed, like, basically one time since they've tried to. Like they they've tried two or three so times bad. with Diana. Now they're trying with Serena. It's just every time they do, it never ends out in the ends up in the way that they want it to. 
They even do it in next week's episode, which is like a tiny spoiler. But I'm like, oh, I forgot about that on. until now. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're still trying to do a scheme. Yeah. Oh, they're just. I feel like Nate good. is just such like a like golden retriever type. He's like cute and nice, but like not much going on up here kind of guy. So, yeah. Right. Yes. That's usually how right. we describe him, too. Mm. And we actually describe Serena like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, she. She's got that golden retriever type, like yeah. puppy dog. Um, you know, I'll I'll help you out, but ultimately she's just like, just there, mm-hmm. yeah, there to like pack, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just cute, yeah. So Vic wants to know Sabrina and Marva, who is your favorite couple? So I mean, I think we kind of mm-hmm. answered that, <laughs> yeah. but um, your thoughts and opinions on. Vanessa and Jenny, since hmm. they are probably the two most disliked characters <laughs> on this show. Yeah, uh, Michelle and I actually both love both of them. So. Really, <laughs> I love. Both I think of them. so. How do you both feel? Yes, I think I liked Jenny when I first watched this show because I just thought she was like cool. I was like, she's like a cool girl. Like when she becomes all edgy, like she goes to Hudson and comes back and like discovered eyeliner, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, but like. Then, like, now I don't I don't really like her. I don't, like, re- like identify with her, I guess. So then she kind of lost her charm for me. Vanessa, I think I did like. But I don't know. Like, she's definitely, again, like, kind of that kind of character who's, like, they're both, like, on the outskirts. And, like, they don't just really fit in. Like, like I was saying before we started recording, I love, like, the episodes when, like, Blair, Chuck, um, Serena, and Nate are, like, all working together. Like, the original kind of crew like I love when they're all together so like when other people try to like weasel their way in it just kind of like bothers me so yeah the non-judgmental breakfast club (laughs) I am yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and I I, we like that too I mean we always talk about how we love just like friendship and when people get together and team up and so it's it's nice to see I liked seeing them all in this episode all try and help Chuck with trying to decode Diana's planner, which was absolutely beyond ridiculous. <laughs> like, the Blair figures it out, and I'm like, I don't know how. I know, I'm like, what out. is this little device? And she's just like, 537. And they're like, oh, Portugal. Like, I'm like, how it did this happen? It think, like, who wrote this? Like, who knew about this yeah. to write this into the show? Yeah. Like, very intelligent people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so just so much yeah uh vic also wants to know who our who are your favorite hollywood sisters oh okay like in the world i guess in the world oh. yeah mm-hmm. i have to think about mm-hmm. this <laughs> oh i don't know why ashley and jessica simpson keep coming to my mind that's like not even <laughs> my choice yeah so when i thought of two sisters i'm like beyonce and solange like i don't know yeah who else to pick um these are not actual like biological sisters but i love like kim kardashian and paris hilton together like you know like besties oh, kind love. of from day one that kind of relationship that's a great answer <laughs> i love that answer. i'm just a huge paris hilton fan so yeah i love that i Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, I, love yeah. <laughs> I love Paris. Yeah, she's so fascinating her. to me. Mm-hmm. Like every time I see her, I'll see a clip of her on. I think was she on Jimmy Fallon? 
Um, was it? And I'm like, she's yeah. just like so interesting. Did you see the video of her at her wedding with Nicole yeah, Richie? Yeah, I just so saw cute. that. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> I need to yeah, watch I her Paris clip and Love thing. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, Kim was like, "Can you pass me the bouquet?" Is this from her wedding too? I'm assuming. Probably. I don't know. I saw like a clip of like Kim going up to Paris and Paris is in a wedding dress and she's like, Can you can you get me the bouquet? Like, can you toss it to me? Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Kim, you don't need to be married again. I know. Like you give it a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Marva, have you marinated it all? Do you have an answer? Um, on the Jenny and Vanessa or on the <laughs> On whichever you like. Jenny Jenny and Vanessa, I definitely want to hear your thoughts Ooh. on Jenny and Vanessa. Um I like Jenny. I think she's fun. Like, and she has a, like a bit of sass and a bit of character. Vanessa, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I think I sound just like a terrible person throughout this whole thing because I'm just always like, anyone who's nice, I don't like them. Um, but I just feel like Vanessa had like a little too many like morals for me. Um, yeah, no place for morals on Gossip Girl. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but favorite Hollywood sisters, um, I'm trying to think. I also have, like, just random, like, people popping yeah. into my head, like, all of a sudden, like, Allie and AJ. <laughs> yes! And I'm, like... I love Allie and AJ! <laughs> oh, my God! I love that. <laughs> um, but I'm, like, I mean, did I think about them at Until all any time in the last, like, yeah. at least ten yeah, years? No. no. Um, <laughs> but, um... I yeah, I mean, I do love the like Beyonce's um, Solange, like the the elevator yes. drama. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah, iconic. <laughs> yeah, I also um, really like. I like any girl that Hillary Duff and Haley Duff. Mm, I think that yeah, I love them too. Yeah, I just feel like they have like a good like just actually like a good friendship as sisters, and I think that they're pretty normal. I'll put that in air quotes, like for Hollywood. But Allie right. and AJ, yeah, I, mean, I, I love think... Allie and AJ. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like when you see the, all the like Britney and Jamie Spears oh, drama like, going on, it like makes you appreciate just some yeah. like, normal <laughs> sisters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing is absolutely crazy. Yeah, so sad. Yeah. yeah. It's so sad. It's so, so sad. Yeah. Um. Vic wants to know, why do you think all of a sudden Dan is so insecure about leaving Blair? Um, Because, okay, this was my favorite part of the entire episode when Dan was like, I love you. And um, he was like, did you know that? And Blair was like, I do now. Should we get dinner? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, because he should be insecure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 He's been insecure it's funny. I feel like he probably has been since day one. He just has not really let it show until now. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. she's just out of his and, league in every yeah. conceivable way. So it's like, <laughs> you should be insecure. Yeah. yeah. And you should love her. Like, yeah. Yeah, you would. Like, you would love yeah. her. She's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. But don't you think there's a part of Dan now that he is this, like, best-selling author and he's highbrow that they're more compatible like with the, with that type of i guess like perspective like retrospect like that they're mm-hmm. both highbrow yeah like i said i 
I like Dan and Blair. Like, I do think, I see what they have. Like, I like their little, like, oh, smart people, like, banter thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I in that sense, I'm like, yeah, I do like it. And I do think you guys are fun in that way. Um, I think, yeah, like, him getting published yeah. and stuff is, like, proving kind of, like, proving himself in this world. But, like, she also is, like, really smart and brilliant and talented. So it's not, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, she was, like, already all of those things. And, like, now he's just starting to, like, prove that he's capable of those two. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm, like, she was yeah. a princess for a little while. <laughs> like, anything's so, a like, step down. The standard is yeah. pretty high. Yeah. 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 I can't right. believe that. Yeah, I, that plot line is the craziest. Yeah, ridiculous. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, she's actually getting married to him. Mm. She's actually marrying yeah. him, <laughs> and now she's a princess. Yeah, yeah. the yep. whole thing was so crazy. To yeah, me. I don't. I still don't ever buy like his like evil turn like on, on the wedding day. I'm just like, yeah. I think the most unbelievable plot line is that Blair would leave the opportunity of being a princess for Chuck. Sorry. Like, no. If Blair was, if we were real Blair, there's no way. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that whole Louis turning evil just, I mean, we we saw time and time again Blair basically, like, you know, lying and things like he couldn't trust her. And he finally, as Michelle and I said, like, he cracked. He just Mm -hmm. absolutely cracked. He spiraled. 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 And, but the fact that they both went through with the wedding. Mm -hmm. After he had cracked, I'm like, what are you doing? This this whole thing could have been avoided. But it didn't. And now we're here. Uh, and now she's dating Dan. And Vic wants to add, would we be supportive of your significant other going to Italy? Hell yeah. Yeah. If I were Blair in this situation, <laughs> yes. yeah. I would be like, go ahead. It's just one summer. Like, yeah. It's three months. And, and she'll she, visit. Yeah, she yeah, she would go visit. there anytime she wants. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. right. She's she she's got visit. the money to travel. Mm-hmm. It's not like she can't afford to go. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. He, it's really just, just Dan's insecurity. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. I feel a little bit like if I'm on Dan's side, I would want my significant other to be like, "Yeah, go for it." But then, if I was on the other side, I'd be like, do you mean you want to leave yeah. for the entire summer? <laughs> yeah, especially um, yeah. the relationship's so new, I guess, so, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, it is new. I see both sides, but it just, it really shows how insecure he is and how worried he mm-hmm. is of chair. Mm-hmm. The power of chair. Because she only said, <laughs> I, she only said I love you to him, and he knows that. And so for him to not hear that mm-hmm. at the end... That's so true. Well, now I'm even more insecure. Yeah. Oh, lonely boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Lonely boy will forever be lonely. Yeah. Yes. He's insecure. And, like, I I resonate with that. Like, you know, we all have moments of insecurity. Yes. But have I ever been insecure in my relationship? I don't think so. I have. I mean, I have for sure. Yeah. What about you guys? Mm, I don't think I'm not in. I wouldn't be in that mindset of like insecure that like if he goes to Italy or like if he goes right. to Italy that like she would cheat on him. I don't think I've ever had that kind of fear. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like if I, I mean, like, yeah, if I said I love you to someone and they kind of said, yeah. like, thanks, cool, yeah. bye, I'd be like, you know That what? would make me insecure. <laughs> That's true. Something's not yeah. quite right here. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't think I've ever been insecure in that aspect in my relationship. I mean, I've obviously been insecure about other things, but the fact right. that he says I love you and she just is like, I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's delete. I'm starving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. she's just it's taking like, her time, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You can do that. Like they just, they weren't ready at the same time to say it, mm-hmm. which sucks. It sucks for Dan. But I also think, yeah. I think that he knew though, like he knew that she wasn't going to say it back and he said it anyways, and so it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing of like, mm-hmm. he's insecure. Now let me give myself a reason of like, yes. why I'm going to be insecure. Yeah, but, and like why I stayed. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking around now because I love mm-hmm. you, and she yeah. doesn't say it back. So mm-hmm. another yeah, another reason to be insecure, so... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, our final question: Do we have changed opinions on Diana now that we kind of like know her story a little bit? Like better yeah. opinions of her? <laughs> I know. Like I don't. I have the same opinion about her. Yeah. I feel like no. We brought this care. I mean, and granted, I don't even know how her her chapter ends with this this show, but. I feel like we didn't need her to do all the things that we did, mm. like the spectator stuff and William and now the Bart Jack stuff. Like we didn't really need her mm-hmm. for any of it. Yeah. So she's like a hired hand kind of for these people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I just feel like the, the, the my thing with these like, like later seasons or I feel like a lo- just a lot of it is like the same storyline mm. repeated like oh another yeah. person pretending to be Chuck's yeah. mom um, <laughs> another cousin who's maybe a cousin who's not it's a cousin recycle. yeah um, that's and- true it gets repetitive <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like how many times can this yeah. happen to people like <laughs> right yeah and one of our listener, one of our patrons, um, Will was on last week, and he was talking about how the fact that they had to keep repeating storylines is really like a sign of okay, this show is probably on its last leg, <laughs> on its way out, and like the views. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mention this each week, but the the views that were really really bad for these past few episodes. So oh, okay. I think everyone was just like, you need to do something <laughs> to get us. Like a crazy here. reveal. Yeah. Get Bart. Yeah. yeah like, oh, let's just get yeah. Bart. Bring him back. Throw it in. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So just mm-hmm. craziness. Do you both have anything else that you would like to discuss that we haven't mentioned already? Um, I mean, I feel like I could talk about this yeah. forever. I think my only other thing when we were talking about Lily earlier is my biggest pet peeve about Lily is she has these huge brunches with so much food and then no one eats and then they just leave no the one house. Ever eats and I'm it. just like, where, what? <laughs> like, I want some of that. So like, much wasted yeah. food. Yeah. And there's like piles of like French toast and waffles and then someone eats a strawberry and they're like, gotta go to class. And I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. <true. laughs> 
to buy waffles. Yeah. <laughs> Breaks my heart. Which is a Gilmore Girls food. thing too, I feel like. They'll have like loads of takeout and they eat like yeah. two noodles and then they're like, oh, I gotta yeah. go study. And I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. I know. I'd be like devouring Rude. it, like piling it yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. But that's all. <laughs> Marvo, what do you love about this show that made you watch it three times through? um i do like i know that it's ridiculous like but i also am somehow like very invested in it like when i when i'm watching it i'm not thinking i maybe a little bit i'm thinking like this is ridiculous but i'm also like oh my gosh like how could she do that like no he's alive (laughs) um and so (laughs) it just takes me on this roller coaster do you think it's um, nostalgia too because of like the first time you watched it now you know what to expect so you have a deeper appreciation Mm -hmm. for it the next time you watch it and you know how those characters end yeah. up, and you're like, oh, I know where you've come. Yeah, and I feel, yeah, definitely. I feel like you also get to, like, know the characters, and not, like, I don't mean this in, like, a stupid, cheesy way, but, like, you know, like, they're, like, friends, yeah. where I'm, like, oh, invested in how your life mm-hmm. turns out. Not that I'm, like, expecting Blair's going to call me one day, but, you know, yeah. Steve, my number it. is, um, if you're listening. If she ever does, yeah. let us know. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's a bit, it is an also now just, like, a bit yeah. of a comfort thing, I guess. Like, it's, like, a very disturbing, safe place. Mm. Um, it's a good way to describe it. I like that. Disturbing <laughs> yeah. safe And because place. they're so chaotic, maybe it makes you <laughs> yeah. feel, like, better about your life. Like, okay, my life is not as chaotic as these people, so I feel better about myself. Yeah, I feel like it just makes me want to, like, be them. I'm like, look at how pretty and skinny and rich you are. Like, I just want to be all of those things. Um, it's good escapism. But, like, you know, I never will be, and because this is so ridiculous, so it's not actually, it's not like, instagrammy where i'm like oh like i kind of feel bad about myself yeah it's like this is so outrageous that like i don't even need to feel bad about myself (laughs) um (laughs) because right i don't know that's a bit crazy i feel like now i'm in therapy just talking (laughs) all about my insecurities my feelings so here i think marva's also like the kind of person who listens to like crime podcasts and likes like true crime things so i feel like that like disturbing safe place is like very in line with her (laughs) i i am that way as well i love any yeah me too really Uh, i can't handle it it scares me so much i listen to them to like fall asleep yeah Oh. I don't like Dateline. I don't do that. <laughs> I have like a cutoff at like at least maybe like eight eight thirty. I'm like, all right, you've watched enough true crime okay. or listened to enough <laughs> of that today. But I, it's, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's comforting. Uh, maybe it is comforting. I don't know. It's there's just something about it that. And my boyfriend thinks I'm crazy. He's like, why do you want to listen to murder all day long? And I'm like, it's not. Mm-hmm. I. I'm I'm crying. It's not like I'm like <laughs> give me more. I'm like this is sad. Yeah. This, I'm yeah. learning about people's yeah. lives and mm-hmm. but what has happened to them mm-hmm. and it, it's a tool for me to like keep myself mm-hmm. safe in the world. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just it's it's also but it's also I feel like it's, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, but I also feel like I know a lot of like women who like are very into true crime and I feel like it's like a 
more mm-hmm. of a women I, thing yeah, than a men thing and maybe men oh for sure agree yeah yeah i just don't think they under they just don't understand what <laughs> why we like the yeah. things we like i'm like nothing on this podcast is scarier than me walking home through a park at yeah. night by myself mm. so um yeah <laughs> like, for sure right Thank you, ladies, so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you. you so much so for much having fun. us. We've been looking forward yeah. to this for oh, ages. Yeah, us too. Oh, I was yeah. so I was so excited. I was talking to Michelle like off mic, and I'm like, oh my god, they picked like such a great episode <laughs> to come on. Yeah, because yeah, you know the whole Bart yeah. craziness of it all. So yeah, mm-hmm. so wild. We, we really enjoyed speaking with you, and all of the links for your podcast and your Instagram will be in the description for the episode so everyone check them out just maybe give um our listeners an idea of what you talk about on your podcast um yeah so like Liz said we're the co-host of sistery untold which is a women's history podcast um and we our little catchphrase is we look at history through the eyes of sisterhood so every week we talk about two or more women who knew each other in history and whether they were like collaborators or like kind of rivals or actual biological sisters or any kind of relationship. We just look at those um, to kind of highlight not only like these individual incredible women, but also the relationships they had um, just to show that women pretty much never stand alone. Um, Like history often kind of makes it seem like, oh, if like one woman like is like excelling in something, she's like an anomaly and like that's so crazy, so rare. But usually there's another woman right alongside her. So that's kind of what we try to show. And yeah, our our podcast goes from like, I think the oldest episode, we just are going to have it come out soon, is in the like 530 AD. Um, and then wow. <laughs> we have also like a lot, like some 20th century stuff, like World War II. So a big, big span of history. Um, so something for everyone. Yeah. And yeah, when we... We're first talking about starting a podcast. (laughs) We actually wanted to make a podcast about Blair and Serena, but then we We were were like, like, that's too niche. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were like, that was You should at least do an episode on Blair and Serena. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Well, maybe you guys should come on to our show and we'll do an episode where we talk just in depth about their relationship. You guys would love that. Um, Yeah. That would be so fun. We would absolutely love love that. Love. Definitely. Because we love going in depth about friendship Mm -hmm. and yeah, we love that Mm -hmm. stuff. So that would be awesome. Yeah. And everyone definitely check them out and go listen. It sounds like such an amazing podcast. Mm -hmm. It's so different and interesting than like <laughs> gossip girl no. you guys have like no no, no. produce garbage cool. no. you're too cool for us <laughs> this is way cooler no. this is so fun i mean sabrina yeah. before we were on she's like i was just painting and i was like what? you're amazing <laughs> Thank you. she's like yeah i was just painting before i came on yeah you guys are great. So, okay. Well, I was just peeling my nail polish off. So, like, we've got <laughs> still, cool. still cool. Still yeah. cool. Definitely. Yeah. Gotta take care of Been yourself. Been there. You know? Yeah. Self care. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Have a great day, yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. We're all in different Thank times. Thank you so much. Yes. I guess. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Thank yeah. you yeah. so much. It was so nice meeting you both. All right. 
Thank you so much, Sabrina and Marva. What sweet, sweet sisters. What awesome conversation. Check out their podcast. We're obsessed with them. Michelle and I were talking about, like, they're just so cool. And I'm a thumb. You're not a thumb, but. Well, you said you were a thumb, too. We're, <laughs> we're like, thumbs. two, like, little cute thumbs. Compared to. Compared to their cool. But whatever. in all seriousness, we're yes. not going to compare. We're just going to lift each other up. They're yeah. awesome. I awesome. really, really loved meeting them. Yeah. Check them out because what an interesting concept for a podcast. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So the episode title is based off the movie Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. John Robert John Burke made his first appearance as Bart Bass since the Departed in the third season. So Bart has been dead since season three. <laughs> and the for sale sign outside the Varden house had the same symbol that Chuck woke up with on his arm in carnal, carnal knowledge. I thought it was like this. They all had that tattoo. I also thought that. Yeah. I don't know. We had some music by The Big Sleep, Lissy, Truly, Tribe, and League. Uh, I didn't have much fashion, but I did like Blair's cream coat in this episode. I like Chuck's pajamas in the opening scene. Yeah, I liked them too. Serena um, and Lola, I liked their black waitresses' outfits. It was like beaded. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. I, I I loved Blair's blue bodycon dress as Diana. Yeah, I thought she, I just loved everything about that. It was perfect. She played yeah. played a perfect Diana. Yeah, yeah. I also loved Blair's sunglasses when she yeah. was outside in her peat coat, and she puts them on, and then she sees Chuck. She's like Chuck. So good. <laughs> yeah. What about some quotes? I just quoted Ray J. <laughs> Page. Uh OGB, original gangster Blair. Scheming is classic Blair. I'm getting my groove back. Why do you have to be so melodramatic about everything? Why you eat berries in dark? <laughs> uh, and and Serena, right? Don't worry. What was I writing here? <laughs> oh, and Serena Light. Serena Light. Yes, Serena so funny. Light. Oh my that. god, I love that. Loved it. Um, and the the old gossip girl hurt people, but I'm different. Sure, right. man. Is it time for an MVP and shittiest? I have it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. MVP on three. <laughs> three, three, two, one. Dorota. Ah, Dorota was my blue ribbon. I love her. And Blair was my blue ribbon. Oh, nice. Yeah, I. We had the most votes for Blair, and we did have some votes for Dorota, so obviously everyone's kind of feeling the same thing. But yeah, um, totally get Dorota. She's always great. She's so nurturing. She's so nurturing, but she's always down for a plan. Like, she will go down with any scheme that you need her to do. Hers, the masseuse with the earpiece, and her digging her elbows in. I loved it. Same. As soon as she did that, I wrote down your, your MVP. Queen. <laughs> Yeah, and I just really I enjoyed Blair. I felt like she yeah. was super mature, like and she was yeah. confident in her relationship. And even the fact that she didn't say "I love you" back at the end, like I felt, she, I still appreciated that because she wasn't ready to say it, so she shouldn't feel no, forced to say. I love that. I would have probably not liked if she said it. Yeah, because it's too soon, in my opinion, and I have nothing to do with your feelings and how you feel, but it is too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. Yeah. 
Uh, shittiest. I think I'm going to fuse. I think I got a, fu- a fusion. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Nola. Yeah. Nola? Diana, Nola. Nate and Lola. I uh-uh. like that as their ship name. <laughs> they suck. They suck. Yeah. They're terrible. They're not good at scheming. I mean, you've heard me talk about this before in the episode, but just as two, they're just very unlikable and they're not a, a likable couple to me either. Yeah. And Diana for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. I just want to know when she was hired and who hired her. I want to know that too cuz I currently at this moment do not know. Yeah. Um we had some votes. We actually had the most votes for Serena. We had votes for Lola, we had votes for Nate, we had votes for Diana, we had votes for Bart. So, all around. Mhm. Yes. All right, it's time for a Betty of the Week. Woo! You're a total Betty. I can't go without giving Will a Betty of the Week this week. I mean, well. last week's episode was so well thought out. Like, he just... He sounds so smart. I mean, I can't put it any other way. Like he just the the, the sounds four, so smart. No, like, he the way he was talking about that episode and even just what we were discussing prior to that episode, just everything. He it was like he was giving us like a lesson, and I felt like yes, like I just enjoyed all of his talking points. I thought he was great. He's a great guest. He's so super supportive of this network i mean we have the will street at the end of the episode always on talking texas forever he always gives us a treat there it's so nice to have such sweet patrons um that really truly care about being a, a, a part of our network so you know it's funny you say that i sent krista an audio today about will Aww. and nothing in particular will was emailing me for talking texas forever and You know, people who know me call me Mitch, right? And our patrons really do know us, and I feel they view us as family or friends. And he wrote, like, Mitch in the email. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, we are on that level in terms of our patron family. Totally. call me Mitch. And I just appreciate that. So I sent it as I got that email. I sent it to Krista. And she was like, yeah, wait till you get an email, and it'll be addressed to Mitch Umsky. And she's like, just wait. Then they'll really know you. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But thank you, Will. And he's yeah, a ro- he's Will. Royal Will. He's been yes. King Royal Will for quite some time. Okay. So penultimate is next week. Here oh, we go. Oh, my goodness. We'll be together. We're also going to have a guest patron on who will be announced later this week. So when you're hearing this. You have already been announced, so congrats to who you are. Um, but the title and my three gossip words, are you ready? You got your pen? Yes. All yeah. right. So episode 23, season five, is titled The Fugitives. <laughs> the Fugitive? The like Fugitives. Yeah. Yeah. My three gossip words are... Three gossip words. Acting. Explanations. Betrayal. Do, do, do. So much. Okay. 
I mean, explanations really can go for everything. I mean, I know I want explanation of Diana. I want explanation of Bart. Do we get the explanation of Bart in next week's episode? Yes. Okay, thank you. Chuck is going to feel the most ultimate betrayal. Unless Lily was in on it. And then Chuck would feel the most ultimate betrayal from Lily. And then acting, maybe we're going to have... Lola is still going to school for acting. Yeah. Chivy's not gone, right? No, Chivy's in next week's episode. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Maybe we have Chivy and, like, Lola team up for something. Yeah. To get an explanation. What would they need explanation for? What would Chivy need? Maybe Lola calls on Chivy to finagle a situation. I got to tell you, like, I really, we've said this before. I do like Chivy. I don't, I just, Lola does nothing for me. She does nothing for me. And maybe because we just (laughs) met her. No. So it's not her fault. Mm, Not really. I just think as a character, and this is obviously nothing against the actress, but this character is boring beyond boring. I think that's the point, though. She is supposed to be boring. Yeah. She was just supposed to be living her life and now she's dragged into these people's messes so yeah, but then I think- she's getting herself wrapped up in the scheming which is like okay vanessa give it a break you know right what I'm saying? right it's not so likeable. i think the two of them will do something with acting explanations are needed from everyone but betrayal i think really has to deal with chuck wonderful wonderful predictions thank you yes uh what shall we do as our emoji uh what's something to do with like bart or a ghost should we do a ghost should we do a ghost <laughs> or a zombie oh ghost or a zombie dealer's choice you guys pick ghost or zombie right. send it away if you want to email us dm us discord chat maybe even an apple podcast review you guys know it was coming i don't know why you were surprised <laughs> I know. If you've gotten this far, you know what we're saying. Open up that app if you're listening to Apple Podcasts. If you haven't rated and reviewed us yet, what are you waiting for? You hear it every week. Now is the time to do it. Just put in a ghost emoji, put in a zombie emoji, tap five stars, and say you enjoy this podcast because it would mean a lot to us. Yeah, you don't even have to write a review. I mean, obviously, we would love it if you did. But even if you just tap five stars and you put a ghost emoji in the description... We'll take it. We just want to see that you're enjoying the show. It helps out the show tremendously. And um, because of you all, we've been charting on, you know, after shows for at least three weeks now at this point. So thank you so very much. You guys are awesome. So keep up the good work. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can also tap five (laughs) stars on there. So just do what you have to do. Do a little bit of homework. And we love you for it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. All right, so before we head into After Dark, I have a wonderful Will's treat. Gossip Girl characters as glam metal bands. Oh, my gosh. Very excited for this one. So we have Blair, Guns and Roses. She has an appetite for destruction at times. Dan, Bon Jovi. His inspiration for a second book is living on a prayer. (laughs) Chuck. Poison. Every rose has its thorn, but Chuck has been more rose than thorn lately. Serena. Deaf Leopard. She was left high and dry by her friends after she let Gossip Girl became, become the ring to her Smeagol. Nate. Judas Priest. 
<laughs> Nate set up Serena to take her down. She had another thing coming. I have to read this one to Randy because he would think that these are really funny. Uh, Rufus, white snake, another divorce, looming with a hot blonde that makes him slink back into Brooklyn. He's telling himself, here I go again. Oh, my gosh. Lily, Aerosmith, lately it's been the same old song and dance with her lies and scheming. Diana, Iron Maiden, she's British and is dealing in numbers of the beast. Lola, twisted sister. She's not going to take it from Serena anymore. <laughs> I love it. William, Motley Crew. This man is the worst type of Dr. Feelgood. Bart, rat. This man is as small as a rat and is back for more. <laughs> Miss Carr, Warrant. She is as sweet as Midwestern as cherry pie. And Maureen, great white. She's great. She's white. And I would love to save her love. I mean, ah! this is, I think, my favorite one by this far. Really the way good. that he incorporated the songs in their description. Yeah. Chef's Kiss, 10 out of 10. Well, you really outdid yourself. And I'm so proud to call you our patron slash Betty of the week. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, Will, the best. Thank you, Will. Thank you to everyone who's listening. If you made it this far, that means you like the show so again if you haven't maybe you want to consider reading us and tapping those five stars over on apple Podcasts, spotify and we're gonna leave those newbies and head into after dark so are you ready to click in michelle here we go here we go click 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 click, click. you know you love us xoxo gossip, gossip girls, girls. We're in After Dark. I feel like I can't wait to discuss this one little piece of the puzzle where why would Gossip Girl post that Blair and Dan are like, everyone's over it? It's weird. Wait, besides that, Serena tracking the phone. Was that like the wrong phone number? It wasn't I don't actually Gossip know. Girl's phone number. So, yeah, so Mike says, are we supposed to assume that Nate texted himself when he texted Gossip Girl? And then took the laptop. And does he have a burner phone? Or did Diana give Serena a fake number? Right. Because Serena would it. have had Nate's phone number in her phone. And right. she would have recognized it. Or at least the phone would have said Nate when she dialed the number. Right. And then <laughs> if Padge's gossip girl, how did Padge get out of the cab to get the laptop? Right. He he might have. We just didn't he see did it. it. He and didn't. also, if she was calling this phone, Dan wasn't inside at all so maybe it was nate at you know obviously we're supposed to assume that it's nate but this would make sense that it would be nate more so than dan i mean i took it as just maybe diana Mm. taking the laptop yeah same this is her territory she's gonna take the laptop and she's She's probably she's probably working with gossip girl and gossip girl's like hey can you get me the laptop back and she but probably Goss- is like delivering yeah. it. She probably is not right, even right. in the building, you know, or he, whoever it is. Right. That's yeah. I I assume she took it. Or one and of they her probably have it. burner phones. It just says how many phones does Dan have? Gossip Girl. Get that his Gossip Girl number was out of service. I mean, it's probably a burner phone, right? Yeah. 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 I just thought that that text was be- that blast was weird though. So. If it is Dan, then maybe he already knows that things are going sour with him and Blair, and he's just kind of, like, posting that. It doesn't make sense. 
It doesn't make sense. If it's Nate, why the hell would he put that as his first blast as Gossip Girl back? He would probably do the spectator stuff. Yes, exactly. Or not, because maybe they want you to believe that he, like, he wouldn't want to give up his spot just yet. And plus, plus, it seems like Gossip Girl and Diana have, like, a deal. So maybe he wouldn't, even if he was Gossip Girl. And then I was going to say, maybe... It was Diana who had the laptop acting as Gossip Girl just for this momentary fill-in. But yeah. why would her first post be about Blair? And Yeah, that's like the one puzzling piece for me is the first blast back is Dan and Blair. That yeah, make sense. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like it could have been this epic blast. You know, like I'm back, bitches, even though... Right. She wouldn't say that, but it would have to be something like really good to come back with. Or is like Gossip Girl just feeding out so much that like she literally or he literally can't think of anything else to come up with. True. <laughs> like I've true. I've exhausted all of my resources. Nobody really cares about Gossip Girl anymore. I'm irrelevant. So I don't know what to post. Kind of like how Georgina was feeling like she didn't know what to post on there. Yeah. I just I feel know. like we're getting, obviously, we're getting really close to the end of the season. And in next season, I'm pretty sure is, like, the entire, like, chase to find who Gossip Girl is, I'm assuming. Nice. So why are we, like, it's just not exciting, this aspect anymore. Like, if I was it an audience member. It is because you want to know how they're going to tell us how this worked, even right. though we're going to be like, yeah, that, that doesn't actually exciting. line up. But like, That doesn't line up. Not, like, just the back and forth before then no boring yeah you know so that's all i really have for after dark i i wanted to share this last week i had a crazy dream involving leighton meester and i went she had a restaurant and it was an asian inspired restaurant and she had all of these ponds like you walked over a bridge indoors with the ponds kind of like what we saw when we went out to dinner and we looked in I think that's where I got inspired remember we walked by a restaurant it's like a Chinese food restaurant and there yes, was ponds yes, 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 yes. okay it was like <laughs> that but then when I walked over there was this creature that was this big you know probably like four inches and it was round and had a long tongue and one tooth and then (laughs) as you walked by it it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it was like chasing me and Leighton was obsessed with this creature it was some kind of weird fish but it wasn't a fish I never have dreams like this usually I have very mundane normal kind of weird but normal this was strange but it was Leighton's restaurant was that after I gave you the cold brew that day maybe (laughs) no this was this was after we went to dinner Oh, right, right, right. This was last weekend. It was crazy. I have yet to have a Friday Night Lights stream, but I have had so many, like, just random, like, characters or actors from the show just, like, pop up in my dream. Mostly Penn Badgley. It's mostly Penn Badgley, which is so weird to me. Because it's not even like I am so like deeply attracted to this person that like he comes up in my dreams I think it's just like something about his character that just like resonates it just like sticks in my brain and I just keep him around with me like when I'm dreaming it doesn't make any sense but yeah 
I will say with this show, and I was thinking about this as we were recording tonight, because like if I was to go afterwards and think about my favorite characters, it'd be Blair, it'd be Lily, it'd be Dorota. The males suck. They're There's not no strong males on this show. Besides in Cyrus, and we don't really see him. Right. Besides Cyrus, because I think about our other favorite teen dramas and you know, obvious. I won't. You got. You all know how I feel about the OC, but the equal loving for Marissa and Seth and Ryan and some, like they're all equally. We love them. Yeah. Sandy, like there's these men suck. I don't. They're not strong. I don't. Not. I'm not putting them down in that way. I just think they're they're not a character that I'm like. Yeah, I love that character. So I guess yeah. the the female characters are just way better on Gossip Girl. Yes, the, these men are lacking. Something. I just don't like them. I don't like them. But anyway, yeah, that's my well. The I dwellings look forward of my brain to watching next week with yeah. you. Same, and then we'll be live for the finale. So, yes, mark your calendars. That will be February tenth. No, what's the following week? February, February seventeenth. February 17th, we will be live podcasting on our Patreon. So if that interests you and you want to join, head over to patreon.com slash Network. The link is in the description as always. And hopefully we'll see you um, next week. And then for the finale, the week after, I cannot believe it. We are here. And then only 10 more weeks. <laughs> oh my goodness. Have a great night, everyone. We love you, XOXO. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls Podcast. You can email us at threegossipgirlspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow this show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora.